0: He will around here is treated like a god. I mean, I'll never find out what he could really do.
1: I don't want this to be the high point of his life. I've seen him, the real sad ones. They sit around the rest of their lives talking about the glory days when they were 17 years old.
0: You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments
1: welcome to keeping the nostalgia alive the Indiana basketball memory show I am your host Billy Powell you're listening to this on keeping the nostalgia alive that's one word keeping the nostalgia alive dot podbean.com. after you get listening to, uh, after you get done listening to uh, our show today uh, go back to the website and you can check out about a, another 150 interviews of of uh, people who played the game coached refereed were a part of this great game of basketball from the state of Indiana. Uh, And with that being said, I have a uh, legend with us today. Uh, He was the 1963 Indiana Mr. Basketball. He was also a 1963 IHSAA Boys State Champion in basketball, an Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame member, And uh, The list can go on and on, and from what I've uh, researched and studied, one heck of a baseball player also, and that would be Rick Jones. Mr. Jones, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to help keep the nostalgia alive and talk about this great game of basketball from Indiana. No problem. Uh, so, Rick, tell everybody a little bit about, you know, uh, growing up in Muncie and, and, you know, how many brothers and sisters did you have and, and what was family life, family life like and, and what sport did you first get introduced to or love at the beginning uh, when you were growing up? Well, uh, I'm not from Muncie, first
0: thing. I uh, was born and attended the fifth grade at Alexandria and my mom and dad divorced and she remarried a state trooper well uh there was a state troopers place up there at red key and so uh, for three years my sixth seventh and eighth grade years uh attended red key uh school system and then uh, uh moved to muncie in 59 and i i tried to explain uh what my boyhood was like but I don't remember anything other than throwing apples in, and and kicking the can and, and uh, uh, we played every sport but as far as what I was most happy with was uh, was the baseball um in Indiana you play basketball and anything else is second hand but I uh I played them all, uh, four sports in in, uh, high school. Uh, I don't know if that had ever been done before, probably has since, but I got knocked out in the ninth grade playing football. So my my mom wouldn't let me play high school football until I begged and begged and begged. So my senior year, after lettering two years in cross country, I was allowed to play football, and I lettered there, and then on the baseball team and uh, the basketball team.
1: And and Muncie Central uh, already had a pretty storied basketball program, correct? Oh
0: yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I, I tell my youngsters, and and uh, I've had a few of them along with me when we've attended some games that were at the Fieldhouse, and uh, maybe there were two or three hundred people. And when I told them that you in my day they didn't couldn't sell tickets at the door, because the whole place about six 000, seven thousand people were season ticket holders. You got to go to the tournament by put, they put your uh, season ticket in a in a bowl and and uh, drew them. So it was it's a whole lot of different uh, atmosphere back then and, than now. But I had a had a, some good coaches and good teammates, and I just kind of lucked through all of it.
1: Did did. Rick- and- did Rick Jones, did he collect baseball cards, and what was your like favorite baseball team at that time?
0: Well, uh, my granddad there in Alexandria was a Cub fan. And I uh, would have given anything if I could have been signed by the Cubs. And, uh, but that didn't work out. I, I was drafted out of college by the Chicago White Sox. I uh, bounced around in the minors for Three years, and uh, decided with the baby on the way, and my father-in-law saying I ought to get a job to take care of my little girl. I, I just come home. <laughs> Sometimes I regret not to not staying longer, because I I was a pitcher, and I pitched pitched uh, against Carlton Fisk and uh, uh, oh, Beta Blue, George Hendricks. From Oakland, and, and uh, there was a there was a few more, uh, Cedar, Cedano, and but I was a uh, I was really at advantage because in that league that I was signed into in Sarasota, Florida, uh, what they were doing, and all the teams would draft uh, youngsters, and even I was even so I didn't get a whole lot of money to sign, but the guy, the guy that signed me said, well. The reason why they give this big money to these kids cause they're hungry. <laughs> so I, I, uh, signed with the White Sox and, um, my son was on the way. And so I, I came home, put the contract in the drawer and walked away from it. I, they wanted me to go to Mobile, Alabama and play double A ball. And, and, uh, I wasn't really interested in that. So. I came home and went to work for a Bank and that's where I stayed for 30 years
1: you know, it, it's interesting you started talking about baseball. We're a little ahead of ourselves, but, you know, I found a, uh, um, I was, you know, of course born and raised in Indianapolis, and I was a an Indians fan because it was the Cincinnati Reds farm team, and, you know, the Reds would come to town a couple times a year in exhibitions, and um, I remember one of the players being Ed Armbrister, and during my research for the show, I found a nice photo of uh, you tagging out Ed Armbrister. Uh, at home plate while you were playing for Lynchburg, if I'm not mistaken.
0: That is true. That is true. I didn't know that at the time, but, uh, yeah, I found that out later. I, I don't know how I found out about it. Somebody called me, and in, in, uh, I think it was one of the Keller, Billy or, or Dave uh, uh, Keller, uh, he he had seen something and, and called He was wanting to get – he was in the insurance uh, the shepherd boy was, and uh, he was decorating his office with uh, uh, pictures of Mr. Basketballs, and he, he got a hold of me and, and wanted me to sign one for him. Sent down, which I did. But it, I think that's where I got that information.
1: And you know, you're, a, one, you're you're one of the few uh, Mr. Basketballs that also won a state championship. There's not very many of those out there.
0: No, there's not. Uh, we we were very lucky. We. uh uh, had had the decent kids and and uh all of them just, we got along together and we trained hard and uh, sometimes you'll lose if even if you're a better team and you got you got some uh leeway there but uh if you do the conditioning and play your best and that's all anybody could ever ever expect and that's that's the way i was taught
1: did you feel pretty good about how well you played the game before getting to Muncie Central? And what what were those first couple of years like at Muncie Central and playing basketball?
0: Well, uh, I was scared to death, you too, because <laughs> being from a little—I think the, the population of Alexander is probably a thousand or so—and then on to Redkey, and they were even smaller up there. And but uh, well, when I came to Muncie. Uh, it was a whole different ball game all around me everybody was so happy to get on the Bearcats and uh, how big a deal was well, I I've never, I was never exposed to anything like that and it was kind of overwhelming at first but uh, I, I was telling some people the other day uh, I when I moved to Muncie the people in Red Key were not really too sorry to see me go because when you all right the new new boy on the block, and some girlfriends get bypassed, and this and that and the other. I would not I've always told somebody that uh, there were more people in Red Key glad to see me go than sorry I went. But uh, over the over the years, uh, when I went to Muncie, of course, uh, back in those days, the freshmen, ninth graders, well, were, were out in the. Uh, junior high schools and uh, you didn't you didn't get exposed to the the, the, uh, uh, high school team until you were a sophomore and uh, that was really the big jump that that I was exposed to because uh, uh, the the enthusiasm and and, uh, everything that went on it uh, was a but it was all exposed to where uh, winning was really great And they had a big tweet, uh, 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 uh can't think of what I was going to say But uh, uh, they had a big following Like I say, the place was filled up all night And uh, every night And you really didn't uh, didn't think much about it After you got started Everybody made me feel very welcome And uh, I always played my hardest and played my best So they didn't have any gripes And I didn't either
1: when when playing basketball at a young age, before really getting into varsity basketball, at Muncie and and of course you guys winning the state championship, was there anybody that you kind of emulated, or did you did you have a a favorite college team, or uh, did you did you listen to the radio or read the papers about other high school teams and what was going on in the state, or h- how did you hone your game? Because you know AAU wasn't around back then when you just before you got to Muncie Central.
0: <laughs> yeah, well I'll tell you. <laughs> Uh, a lot of folks don't believe this either, but when I was growing up over in Alexandria. My granddad had made me my first basketball ball, and he hung it on his barn door. And the playing surface was about <laughs> it was about seven degrees uh, tilted. And uh, I started off with a uh, they got me a, a, a basketball. It was a kind of a thin synthetic material, and it had there was a bladder in it, and it was stitched up. And that was the first basketball I had. Well, what I what I didn't know, uh, Mom was always after me getting bring my ball in. If you left one of those out in the rain, the it started to get oblong. <laughs> so I was shoot, I was shooting uh, where the ball that was just looked like a big uh, half-round football. Uh, <laughs> I was I was just and I have always been a, a one-handed dribbler. Because he about had to keep an eye on it with his drilling out there on the rocks. So uh, I, that's one thing I was uh, wish I would have done would have been able to handle the ball better with my left hand. But I got by.
1: So so what was it like once you got to the uh, you know to Muncie Central High School basketball and and were you kind of were you nervous or did you just kind of fall in with it and and what were the coaches that were there with you while you were at Muncie Central.
0: Well, uh, Bob Heater, John Longfellow, and uh, Ike Tallman. Uh they was the high school and B team coaches, and uh, they were—they were pretty knowledgeable. D- Dwight uh, was from Newcastle, and then he was a little American football player at Nepal, and he—he uh, he was very knowledgeable. And of course, everybody knows the, the rumors of the. Heater and Longfellow tandem Uh, I'll tell you a little story Uh, when I was on the B team we uh, was away playing in Indianapolis Technical Joe Sexton's uh, younger brother was on that team and uh, what I didn't know at the time is that uh, Bob Heater and John Longfellow the varsity had never lost a home game under Longfellow the heater had been—I think it was nine or ten years—and the B team was undefeated over that ten years. But well, we got down at Indianapolis Tech, and I missed about four out of six free throws, and we got we got uh, beat by one. And uh, I never saw basketball for about two days. I was up and running in the rafters,
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, but we we had a good time. It was, uh, in fact, I grew to my fifty-fifth. Class reunion Friday, or Muncie and uh, a lot of people are, are starting. To, we're going. We're starting to lose a lot of them, and I wanted to be there for. The, I'm, I may be headed for my own last rodeo. You never know.
1: And and, and your 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 uh, class reunion was this past this past Friday. No, next it's, it's upcoming. upcoming Friday. Yeah. Uh, how uh, many do you know about? How many are, are still around uh, of your class?
0: Well, I'll tell you, we we started losing kids as soon as we we graduated. Vietnam took some, and and uh, we uh, nowadays, of course, I'm 73, and uh, that's getting getting up there. So I can't really account for everybody. But something sad is that uh, out of the uh, I got a picture hanging on the wall over here. Uh, out of the 12 ballplayers, five have already passed away. And uh, so, so I I'll, 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 I'll always said that uh, uh, I know nobody knows me better than me, and I tell you, I'm not going to enjoy in the least being dead. <laughs> <laughs> no way, Jose. <I'm>
1: <laughs> so so starting out at, War- at at Muncie Central, and and you guys are playing. Did you have any idea that you guys would gel and and uh, become you know uh, ha- have such a great team in '63?
0: Well, I'll tell you, you know, that that era back there, starting with '59 uh, and '60 teams with Bonham and those folks, and and uh, a lot of I was we were talking statistics the other day. Uh, we we won the state championship uh, with getting beat one game on our home floor by South Bend Central, who we tackled for the state championship. But uh, nobody really has told me or I never heard of until I was reading through one of my books here and in nineteen sixty one
1: uh,
0: Kokomo won it. Had a had a fellow by the name of Goose Lugan and they were good. Had Ronnie Hughes on that team and he ended up playing for Purdue. But uh when Kokomo won their state championship in sixty one they only lost one game on, and it was on their home floor. Well, who was it to beat them? The Bearcats. So there, it wasn't, it wasn't that out of line for us to go down there and uh, have all the confidence in the world that we could do it. One thing I, I've always told my, my grandkids and my sons, uh, if there's a couple things that you need to really count on and it gives you, gives you a little, uh, And if you play and train to your best of your ability, that's all you can be at. You're going to run into people that will beat you, maybe that has better better talent. Uh, But I always played every game because I I worked hard. uh, And I I felt like if I worked harder than the next guy, even if we didn't win, I was satisfied.
1: Did now, uh, you know, I, I, I normally do six degrees of separations with uh, every one of my shows, and of course, I went to Broderpool High School, and of course, you guys beat Broderpool in the semi-state there in '63. Yeah. Uh, was there, was there, was there an, an opportunity that you guys uh, that you, you wouldn't have been state champs, or you, you need to play a little bit harder, or uh, you, you barely got, you squeak one by on your way to becoming uh, state champs?
0: We, we all uh, we didn't uh, have the best talent, but like I said, nobody outworked us, and, and that was the mind frame that the coaches put in it. And uh, we got to the state finals, uh, and we didn't have a game where uh, we didn't have the confidence that we were in better shape. We had... Even even Mike Ruff, he run, he ran like a gazelle, but he when he got the big legs on, he could run the floor, and that was the biggest thing is is the uh, the transition way back then they didn't call it that, but it's how fast you re- react from from uh, offense to defense because if you don't if you don't play defense, you don't get the ball, so you don't have any offense. You no, know, we just practice hard, and we we're very confident. And I, to tell you the truth, when South Bend came down and beat us on our own floor, the horn went off, the game was over, and I didn't even know
1: we was behind. Wow. <laughs> but it, it was a fun time. Uh, so when, you know, it, it was a little bit different back then, but when, when did you get on the radar, and do you remember your first letter of someone wanting you to either uh, come and play baseball or basketball with them in the university?
0: Well, I I got uh, several offers and the, and the only team that uh, didn't uh, recruit me was Purdue. <laughs> I gave it some thought. I saw a lot of it. I think it was, I can't remember the coach's name down there, but uh, Ronnie Hughes from Kokomo, he was about 6'4". And Mel Garland from Indianapolis Tech, he was about 6'2". And that's who was playing guard for Purdue for several years. And uh, uh they he wasn't going to recruit a, a five nine kid. So I got I got out. I don't know if I'd have made it down there now. I ran into Billy Keller the other day and, and uh, I told him if I'd, if I'd have had his range, I could still be playing. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So, so you know, you you get through. You guys have. What was it like winning the state championship? I mean, do you you still remember what you were thinking as a as a youngster today on on how it felt, or did you did it go by so fast that you you, you that you know you don't remember? Do you, do you remember? Do you remember uh, you know how it felt when you got when that horn went off and you guys were state champs? You know, I, I
0: honestly we. My years at Muncie Central, everything seemed to, be, seemed to be so easy for everybody. And uh, I, I learned that at an early age, you can't play scared. But I'd never been through something like that before. Uh, no team that I'd played. I was in three different school systems. Uh, didn't get close to winning any kind of championship. And, uh, of course, in 62, I had all that mess going on and uh that was that was uh, a real real problem with me emotionally because I that when all that happened it, we had played the Indianapolis Ridge that night and uh it was a kind of a breaking out party for me because I I'd usually get ten trail points, but that night I got thirty. And Show Ridge was the number one team in Indianapolis at the time. And that's before everybody got kicked off. So that could have been a championship year. Uh, It wasn't. Had to deal with it. But 63, it seemed like a a chance, a second chance for a lot of us. And uh, it goes, you have to have a lot of luck. Uh, We we didn't beat a lot of teams real bad. Uh, If uh, we were ahead that... uh, About two minutes to go with, and the lead, we, I don't, I I don't ever think uh, I can remember uh, where anybody hit a last second shot on us. So we were, we tightened up there in the last two or three minutes and uh, took our time and was very deliberate. So I can't remember a game in high school where we blew it uh, by making a bad pass or taking a bad shot. Of course, I do remember missing a few feet, though, for heaters. But it was—it's uh, it, hard to explain. Everything goes by so quickly, and uh, it was—I uh, was very proud, and uh, was proud that I'd been accepted by uh, all these all my partners in, in uh, Monty Central, and and uh, for what I had been through on a on a youngster basis, it, I didn't—I didn't think it really bothered me. But then you when know, we moved to Muncie, and uh, that that spring or that fall of the of store Junior High, when uh, we playing football, it kind of showed me what kind of athlete I was because you know I could run the fastest, jump the highest, and, but it, it wasn't nothing. Anything, and I f- felt that I knew why why it happened. I just. uh in the right place at the right time and good, good teammates.
1: You know, you know during your during Muncie Central, what what was kind of your uh, workout regime? Would you just shoot over and over? Was there uh, things that you would specifically do uh, uh, to keep in shape and to to hone your shot? Well, to tell you the truth, there
0: wasn't, but because I was uh, played every sport, there was. Uh, I was always felt like I was in uh, a good shape always I've always told my kids that uh, those two years running uh cross country was probably what really helped me is strengthen my my legs and my wind and and uh I just uh i tell you a little story kind of the way I felt about it now I wasn't a smart butt but uh in the semi-state in that year in 1963 uh we weren't even ranked number one. We'd lost to South Bend. Columbus was undefeated. So I think we probably ranked about third or fourth going into, into that tournament. Uh, but back in those days, I don't know what they remodeled the field house, by the field house, uh, but the dressing rooms were well, uh, underneath the place. And you had to walk down a, about a 70% grade to get up to the floor. And I can remember standing there. And uh, Columbus boys walked. We were waiting there to get on the floor, and the Columbus team come up and walked. And Bill Russell uh, walked up to me, and, and uh, he asked me if I was guns, and and he's just trying to be, uh, you know, uh, friendly. And uh, he said, "Well, I guess I uh, get to guard you." And then I, I didn't say this out loud, but I was thinking it. <laughs> I thought I to myself, buddy, you got a bigger problem. I'm, I'm guarding you. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but that's, that's the way I played. You know, I, I, it was always defense, defense first. Uh, uh, because you know, you can get thirty or forty points, and if your guy, your guard, and get thirty or forty, well, you really, as far as I'm concerned, you, you lost. But. Uh, the defense was my my best uh, best deal. I wasn't really a terrific shooter. I had a couple of shots. That if you let me stand out there, I'd hit them. But uh, as far as being a super scorer, I, I wasn't. I just played hard, and uh, I was trying to tell. You hear it on TV a lot that you got There's good players, and then the great. There's great players, and the ones that are great uh, make the kids around them better. And uh, that was my philosophy. I don't know. My grandpa probably told me that years ago, but uh, I, I played the heck out of defense and uh, able to score a few more points than the guy that was guarding me.
1: <laughs> was, did you have any thought in your mind at all that you were going to be chosen as Mr. Basketball, and do you remember where you were when you found out that news?
0: I sure do. Uh Mike Roth and I had a, uh, a study hall class together, and uh, one day we had got called out of the class, and they said they wanted wanted to the, send uh, the office. And we walked in there, and uh, they uh, handed the phone uh, to Mike uh, first, and uh, whoever was at the other end they was telling him that he had made the all-star team. And, and uh, as they threw talking to him uh, they handed the phone to me and informed me that I was going to be Mr. Basketball and number one I I thought Mike was disqualified or even more Uh, I went down and spoke at the Hall of Fame uh, to try and uh, speak for Mike and uh, I remember telling them that uh, Mike was the leading scorer, cruise scorer for us. Uh, and uh I told him that he he was he was just qualified as qualified I was. I, I didn't talk him out of it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but it
1: was some fun times. So, so take us through the process of of Coach Coach Bruce Hale coming to you and and wanting you to come to Miami, and uh, tell us also about what other jersey were you close to wearing for college that you didn't wear, and why did you choose the University of Miami?
0: Well, I
1: chose. I had a
0: uh, I had visited Miami and I visited uh, Arizona State. And I kind of had to narrow it down to those two, and really the biggest reason was I had on uh, my mind is that I wanted to go where I could play baseball, too. And I, I asked both the coaches if if I uh, came there, if I could play, and they both said yes, but that's the reason I chose uh, Miami uh, because uh, I wanted to play baseball, and the warmer client looked just my cup of tea and as far as numbers go uh there was a kid that had played at miami just before i was there his name was bernie butts he was a transfer but he from kentucky you know he back in those days freshmen uh, weren't eligible so i was there and he, bernie was a uh transfer of kentucky and uh, they uh bernie, bernie played hard he, he wasn't the greatest shooter but uh he played hard, which impressed me. So he was well. He wore number thirteen, and and I i picked that number to to wear because of that.
1: And 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 tell us a little bit before we get to Miami and talk about the memories down at Miami. Uh, what was your experience like with the Indiana All Star series between Kentucky, and did you, did you enjoy that?
0: Oh, I sure did. Uh, uh, we had a big team. Uh, Rolf and then uh, Rich Mason from uh, East Chicago was uh, 6'8 and then uh, Tom Neymar uh, from Evansville was about 6'11 well that night we played Kentucky up at our place it was about 90 degrees in there and uh, our big boys just kind of ran out of gas I think we lost to him by five I blame it on the weather <laughs> but anyway at uh, down at Kentucky why uh, uh Mike had a kind of a breakout night. Uh I was telling him the other day I didn't know how we didn't run a whole lot of plays either at high school or or uh the All Stars. Uh we and I kept wondering how in the world Mike got open. Every time I looked up, he was standing there waiting for me to pass him the ball. Well he uh, he got loose way but I got him the ball and he, he broke uh Oscar Robinson's second highest uh all star point total. I think he got forty 34 that night down there in kentucky so i i've always had a lot of respect for mike and his abilities and his work ethic and i've i've told him a lot of times i said he he should have wore the number one and i had been glad to know, run the number three
1: were you nervous about packing up and getting ready to go down to the university of miami or were you kind of excited about it and 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 what was that first year like down in florida well, I, I uh,
0: wasn't really nervous because uh, I got all that out of the system because I got married that year. That summer. My my ex-wife, uh, she was a high school cheerleader, and uh, we got married, and I took her with me. So down there, my freshman year, it's kind of kind of a blah thing to go through. But of course, I I kept busy. I played baseball too. So uh, the uh, basketball and the whole situation was uh, was uh, at that at that year it, it i can't remember a whole lot about it other than I was married and i, I couldn't look around for girls <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but we had a that was a good time because um that that spring before on the sea anyway, we went to South America, we put together, there was an organization, government organization at that time called People to People, and we had uh, put an all-star team together, and uh, flew down to uh, uh, Columbia, and uh, I... uh, Set an uh, amateur league strikeout record down there that year. They had me on TV and, uh, and the radios and and uh, not a whole lot of people knew about it because I was out of the country. But we had a good time. And of course, if I had to do it over again, I might, I'm, well, I don't think I can tell you this, but I, I would be really serious anymore of, of telling a son of mine uh, to play two sports. Because you're away from school so, many times, so much, and and uh, your grades will suffer, at least they did me, uh, because I was going off on road trips half the year down
1: there. You, you know, it's interesting that you say that, because I wanted to know how you kind of juggled that, you know, uh, being so good in two sports. I mean... I mean that that hard to, that had to be kind of a, I, I, I at least from my vantage point it would be hard to kind of uh, focus on the, both of those at the same time at the level that you would like to. Yeah,
0: it was uh, it was rough. Uh, of course, I could do a lot more than I did. <laughs> I don't think I ever read a whole book cover to cover.
1: <laughs> so so when you were down at the university of miami did so did you did you what did you see your future like after uh playing both baseball and basketball down at uh, uh down in florida did you did you did you kind of uh, uh fantasize about playing baseball or did you you know uh, think that you were going to go on and uh, expand yourself within basketball
0: well i i was really thankful that uh, Again, uh, basketball teammates are great, and the baseball uh, teammates are great, and uh, we just we just had. I I don't know about everybody else, but I I just had a good good time. I do. I got hit on the thumb, but uh, playing baseball at Florida State, some All American guy hit me on the thumb, and I didn't get even get to pitch. And we we uh, at that time uh, we were Miami was a Southern Independent, and uh, so was Florida State. So when it came down to picking at-large teams uh, for the NCAA tournament, uh, we, we had to beat uh, Florida State 3 out 4 Well, we ended up splitting with them, and they got the bid. So I, I was really more disappointed about that than, than anything. Uh, I'd already been through a circumstance that when we – My my, had been my sophomore year, Rick Barry's senior year. We were 22 and four. We lost at Florida State. We lost at Florida. We beat them both at on our floor. And I thing I can't remember now who the other two teams we lost to. But we couldn't go to the tournament because we were we were suspended. And uh, kind of the thing I've always told my kids and everything that that uh I was dra- or I was recruited by Indiana but Joyner and Bill Russell ended up going there but the the weekend I was supposed to uh go visit the school, it came out in the paper that uh Purdue and Indiana were fighting over Tom Niemeyer and everybody was saying, Well he's getting stuff under the table and everything. Well, when that came out in the paper Indiana was already suspended for football violations. So gee whiz, if I go down there, we might get suspended. So I passed them in to Indiana. I didn't even go down and look at it. Well, what happens? I get down, get down to Miami. We get suspended. So it was a little bad luck here, but that's, that's life.
1: Um, tell me a little bit about uh, Coach Bruce Hale and uh, uh, his coaching philosophy and uh, how... Tell us a little bit about playing basketball for the Hurricane.
0: Well, we uh, we trained in a little facility that didn't have any seats other than a couple of benches. It was the uh, Army Reserve uh, gym there on uh, on campus, and uh, it wasn't even a full length uh, basketball court. But we really trained hard and. Bruce put us through some stuff. But I didn't know if I was still alive after was over or not. <laughs> but uh, he 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 was he went to college. I think Bruce did in uh, out of Santa Clara, Florida, uh, uh, California, and then he himself had played a little pro ball on an Indiana team back in the '40s. And so they called him Slick Hell. Well, after I was, when I was being, being recruited by him, he uh, had a poster made up of uh, a picture of their new gym that they were going to build. They was already collecting money. Well, <laughs> I got down there, and he showed that to everybody who recruited. There wasn't any plans to build a little big gym but no he he was a a nice person and uh he he knew the game and he really uh him and Rick Barrett got along so well that of course Rick ended up marrying his coach's daughter but uh he he uh, knew his basketball and uh, we did we just went out and played hard for him that got us by in a, lot of, a lot of tough games but i what was a shame was uh that all happened, and and the kid that caused it, he didn't play a game for for uh, for uh, Miami. But uh, what, what happened? He was a big kid from Ohio, Eddie Sprague He was supposed to have set a bunch of uh, broke some Jerry Lucas's his records, and so he got disgruntled and and uh, couldn't go through the drills <laughs> we were going through. He got I think he called it, it Southwest Louisiana State, I think and uh but we were 22 and four and we had utah at our place and beat them but 30 and barry scored 50 well utah was in the final four that year so we were good had a little bad luck but uh i had a lot of fun we had the we had the uh option we could we could have redshirted when that all came out and and uh uh we w- wouldn't have been able to play with uh rick and uh so we all agreed to go ahead and stick it out
1: and and what was what what is that like having to play with somebody who you know uh, uh shoots so much or is, is uh score so much what did you uh, did you have to have take a different approach to the game or a different attitude to the game
0: no you really didn't because uh you get the ball to somebody that has the best chance to score, and uh, he was the one. Uh, and he had a, a really good work ethic. He uh, he trained hard, and uh, he he wouldn't. Uh, he he'd give everybody a little advice when when he thought he could. But uh, no, he was a uh, he, he was a little bit ahead of his time, uh, I, I think, because he was six seven, and I was. Uh, I really when I was asked I said well you think you're going to make it in the pros
1: and so I, th- I
0: said well I don't know he could beat to death because he was kind of slender but he was strong and he ran the floor and uh, I didn't know he was going to turn into a snake he didn't, he didn't stay in one place long enough to get beat around <laughs> so but uh, <laughs> no he fit he right in with the pros because they saw what he got me. He, he ran the floor well and he could uh, he could he, he could have played guard it's uh, one wanted them because he had the range. But back in those days, you know, if you were that big they wanted to get in close to the basket and rebound, but
1: you know, along
0: came Magic Johnson and he put the nay
1: uh, on that terminology, but uh, no, Rick was a he was a good teammate. So so when did you get drafted into baseball?
0: Um my senior year. After the year was over, my wife uh, at the time uh, she was a cheerleader down there. First, first time that ever happened that they got a cheerleader that was already married, and uh, she the the football team was playing in a bowl, and uh, so I was standing there by myself for while well, she was, uh, or I, I drove home and, and uh, she went to Houston to play and uh, watch the football team play.
1: And, and 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 how did you get you know it's all it's all set up and the draft and everything else and, and and what was it like back then did you get a phone call telling you that you were drafted or what your options were? Yeah, yeah, he uh,
0: he got me on the phone. This uh, scout and uh, when I bet I, they had drafted me, and uh, so I was uh, interested in signing well, I said sure. I said, <laughs> so he drove he drove over from Tampa me out. We drove back to Tampa, and then he drove back to Miami with me. So that was kind of weird, but uh, I was happy to be, be uh, drafted, and so I, I would have probably gone with no money.
1: And what kind of uh, what kind of uh, pitcher were you uh, in baseball?
0: Well, I was talking to my son about this the other day. I had three good pitches. I threw hard, uh, but they were all the same speed. And if you watch the the pitchers in the major leagues, they change the speeds. And I was a thrower; I hadn't learned to pitch yet, and that's uh, that was my downfall. But that's that if I could have changed speeds back in those days, I, I had a lot of boys uh, flagging at the ball. But no, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really learn to pitch. Uh, I don't know if I would have long, uh, in another year or two or not, but. I, uh, I threw hard and I had two other good pitches a slider and a and curveball but they are all about the same speed that I wasn't fooling anybody <laughs> after those young keyed off on my fastball that uh, Greg uh, Luzinski for the Phillies he was in the Carolina league with me at, at Lynchburg, and he, uh, he, hit, he hit a ball off me and I went The field was down in the kind of a valley, and then up in the right or the left field, there was a about a twenty foot incline to a city street, and then there was a house across that street, and he hit one up on the roof. I I think it's still going. The
1: the bull, the bull was one of my favorites uh, when I was growing up. Yeah,
0: yeah, he got me good.
1: What? What? You know, I found a I found a fabulous picture. I don't know if your son shared it with you or not, but I found a fabulous picture of you uh, with the Appleton um, uh, foxes. And uh, that's t- really I, I, I found one of them myself. It, yeah,
0: uh, we talked about that the other day.
1: <laughs> and uh, it team picture? Uh, no, it was actually. Uh, it looks like it was from a, a, an award ceremony where you were named uh, outstanding pitcher.
0: Yeah, I made the I made the uh, All Star team that that uh, summer in the, in Appleton. What,
1: Appleton. Park. What was baseball like? What was travel like? I mean, I know you guys got money per day for food. I mean, I mean, what was it fun? Did it go by fast? Kind of like the same question we had about you winning the state championship in '63. Did you enjoy your time in baseball?
0: Oh yeah, but it's the same for everybody when you're in the in the minors. Uh, they don't fly around all those towns. <laughs> they they put you on a bus. And uh, I we uh, there was one team we played. It was a 16 hour uh, bus ride to get there in the Carolina League. They had uh, in uh, uh, games in or teams in uh, Illinois and Iowa and uh, Wisconsin, and they're none of them close together. <laughs> So the bus and rides weren't that fun, but the the game was, and uh, I, I had a good time. I I, I uh, made like I said, I made the uh, all star team that year, and on the team was uh, uh, Carlton Fisk, of Blue, and George Hendricks, and there was another couple. Oh, Cedar Sedaniel.
1: So I had fun.
0: Uh, those those people were. I knew they were going to be talented. They were talented, and sooner or later, they'll make it up there. But uh, uh, I, I didn't. I don't think I gave it enough time. That's Me guessing.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, Rick, what were you kind of like the you know like the bionic? I'm going to take you from the Bionic Man. What what injuries? <laughs> what injuries did you have to? uh, work through during both basketball and baseball? I mean, uh, uh are, are your knees shot or is your arm shot? I mean, what, what, after doing something over and over and over, what do you live with today? That's a little bit of painful because you were such a great athlete.
0: Well, uh, I have two artificial hips. Uh, and when when that was discovered, I was living livin in Newcastle and working at a Citizen State Bank, and uh, I was uh, pl- I was still playing some benefit basketball games uh, with Bonham and a few others. And uh, one night, I was in a, a gym over it was just a little place, and uh, I collided with a kid the name of Nesby Glasgow. He was a defensive back for the Colts. We were playing the Colts team. that They had tour and to raise money for charities. But we ran into each other, and it was like two things slapping, and neither one gave an inch, and we just kept on playing. But when I got home, my right hip hurt so bad, the only way I could take the pain off of it so I could sleep was I took all the cushions off the – living room couch and stacked them on top of each other and I, I laid on top of them and that's the way I slept that night <laughs> but when I went to have it looked at uh, oh I let it ride for about a week I think and I went and saw uh, Alan Havansky monthly he started uh, sent in the orthopedics and uh, he was a friend and he told me what he'd done I said well, uh, he x-rayed it and he said well all your cartilage is gone now, that probably came from all the years of uh, athletics and running. But uh, I didn't really believe him. I told Alan, I told him, Alan, can I get a, a second opinion? And he sent me over to Captain Gibson, who was the brother of of a dean of men at Muncie Central and Gibson. And I told him, well, he got the same results. Wanting to know if I was in a in a car wreck uh, because there was three little bumps on the my leg bone up there and uh, he said, Well that didn't happen overnight. It wasn't it just may have shocked you out of out of uh, position a little bit. But that he confirmed it so I went back and, and had him take care of that and then then I had the open heart surgery and eight years later I had the other one replaced and when I moved in with my aunt several years ago I was in a a bird nest uh, out of the barn and uh, fell off a ladder and that broke the left one they put me back together and it didn't really. I did, probably didn't give it enough time to heal but it, I started walking around like a duck and uh, they, they had to redo that one and I haven't had any trouble since but uh, when they were fixing that hip the third time uh I had well they had me into the anaesthetic I had a heart attack. So that's pretty much is where I'm at right now. I've been uh I didn't have any injuries. None. Maybe a sprained ankle all the years that I played. Whether it's baseball, basketball I they used that my college coach at Miami used me as a pinch runner and I uh he put me in the game and we was playing Georgia Tech and I slid in the second base, and they had to carry me out and into the hospital, and everybody was upset because we were supposed to go to the Atlanta Braves game that night, (laughs) and we couldn't leave until I got out of the hospital, but we got got there about the seventh inning. But, no, doing uh, all the athletics, I really was lucky uh, because I had a couple strained ankles, and other than that, my my problem started when I had that open heart surgery. I'd never had a, a stitch until they, I had it all up and down my chest.
1: What was it like, and do you remember, uh, when you got the phone call that you were going to be put into the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame? And, and you, you do, do do a lot of uh, work for the Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame, if I'm not mistaken, too, correct? Right. Correct. Correct. Uh,
0: I'm listed as a contributor over there but I didn't know there was a lot of people uh that said uh, I just didn't uh think that I was that had that great a career you know you get helped a lot it helps a lot if you win a state championship and 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 the armistice basketball a lot of times it's just inevitable sooner or later they're going to put you in but uh I was eligible in eighty eight. see twenty five years after sixty. Yeah. Uh, so I was, uh, I was uh, eligible to be inducted eight years before they did. So I hadn't really hoped for anything. I just about soon given given up on it. But I had a I had a few guys that were friends of mine that was on the board <laughs> board down there, and uh, they they told me that. Uh, I was uh, about the 27th choice uh, and they put me on the Silver Anniversary Team, which is 25 years after, your, after you graduated, that, uh, you have to be on a Silver Anniversary Team to be eligible to be inducted. So I was tickled to death that they uh, uh, put me on the Silver Anniversary Team to make me eligible, but then they waited eight years before they put me on there. <laughs> But no, it, it, I was very happy. I was, you know, you got, you got to be humbled by a lot of stuff. People don't, uh, they'll look at you and what you've uh, done and think that you're who you're not, you know? <laughs> and uh, so I, I just took it with a grain of salt. I'm very, very happy that it happened. It changes your life. Uh, sometimes good and sometimes bad. It, it can be a blessing or it can be a curse depending on the way you handle it. But, uh,
1: uh, I, I had a,
0: it's just like now, uh, somebody told me or I heard said that you're never really gone until there's no one left that remember, remembers, and uh, so I'm getting, I'm getting pretty close. I'm, there are not too many people out there that, that remember me when I did, did my thing.
1: I would have to say that you're mistaken because you know uh, this build-up to the show that we're currently doing. Uh, there was a, a, a lots and lots and lots of interest in uh, listening to your story. So,
0: well, I'm I'm, I'm glad for that. Uh, I I told my my at my induction, uh, I said that uh, there was a time when uh, my had grown up was my uncle, and. Uh,
1: one day, uh,
0: I was out there shooting by myself and my granddad come out and uh, he uh, had a blanket in his arms. It was a red for uh, Alexandria, big A on it. And I, uh, he said, uh, uh, you know what this is, uh, your Uncle Joe won the A blanket at, at Alexandria. Of course, I wasn't really impressed because I had blankets at home, and I didn't <laughs> but anyway when I saw the it's only one time I saw my grandpa cry when he was telling me that I asked him what that meant, and he said, "Well, son, you can be a good athlete and a good
1: person at the same time, and that stuck with me all these years uh, so 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 what does Rick Jones do in retirement? Well, I'm sitting
0: here counting the flowers on the wall, actually. And of course, a few days ago, somebody said, I don't have any flowers on the wall. Well, I'm going to have to figure that out. No, I'm in a little apartment. I'm a little apartment here in Pelton, and that puts me close to uh, six of my grandkids. Eric, he's got four, and Ricky's, uh, uh, he, he married, uh, uh, the daughter of Jerry Lambertson at Newcastle. Well, Jerry won the Spencer award back when he played in the early 70s with, with uh, Benson and those guys. But, uh, uh, so he's here he and uh, she's an optometrist and uh, I get free sun, free glasses. <laughs> but he, 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 he's here and uh, I just really uh, enjoy watching my grandkids play and I uh, uh, got a, got a, Grandson, he'll be a senior at film this year. Christian Jones, and he's a, he's a pretty good ball player, good shot. So I'm I'm hoping that's not the least of the line. I got I got people all through the family. Uh, Steve Weatherford kind of dethroned me. He he uh, belong He's a cousin, and and uh, he was a punter for the Chicago, or, uh, New York Giants and. Uh, Tiffany Longworth was inducted on her girls silver anniversary team this past year so she's going to be a, as before the hall and she's got a daughter they won the girls state championship last year and she's the, just the, was at the junior she got another year so uh, I told, I told Tiffany I said we're going to have to move over and tell Steve he, he's going to have to give up the throne because this youngster her name is Taylor Robuff and she does something special
1: What do you think about the high school basketball game in Indiana today? Well, I'll tell you, I
0: I really have a... I ran a branch branch bank in uh, Mount Summit over by Newcastle. And I saw, after they went to the class system, uh, I did see there in that small community, the branch bank was there in Mount Summit, but a lot of the Blue River people... uh, Banked there with me, and and I saw uh, they went to the tournament a a couple years in a row, I think. And uh, I saw what it did for the community. And yes, the kids uh, got to play more, and more kids got to play. uh, But I don't think anybody was really paying attention to what made Muncie basketball, Muncie basketball. they sure didn't think in economics because it spread out the team to you could play in your conference. Some of them so far away. That's that's why they don't have the following as is, is the games are so far away. So I don't know. I uh, Bobby Bobby Plump and he he is at the same opinion that I was. That of course I wasn't smart enough to see what was going to happen, but uh, I think he was kind of aware of what this was going to be spreading all these teams out and all the consolidations, you know, they all the consolidations going to bigger schools. Anyway, you still got the little ones that coming up, but I used to watch um at tournament time. I used to watch some, get some channels and get the games of Illinois state of Illinois. Mm-hmm. And they, they had uh, gotten the, uh, this uh, class system over there and it seemed to work for them but I, I just don't know now we got the poor old Muncie Central I think uh, they got the field I don't know if we we're going to ever play in the field house again but yeah they went through a transition uh, there so did Anderson you know you built Muncie built another, uh, uh, another high school Northside so that gave them three high schools and at the time like uh couldn't even have enough students for Muncie Singles New School and now they've had to close south side and north side gone and you're down to two again versus still there but I don't know I, I smarter brains than mine tried to figure it out and I, I don't know an answer to it but it, it, it sure took the edge off of it for me because I got a, a cousin uh, Randy Garner here that he was on uh, uh, a state championship team for Alec, and uh, nobody, nobody talks about it. <laughs> <laughs> we have another state champion in the in the, in the family, and, and nobody talks about it. He he won the he won the trust award for that. His ball playing too.
1: 1963 Indiana Mr. Basketball 1963 IHSAA Boys Basketball State Champion and Indiana Basketball Hall of Fame member Rick Jones. Thank you so much for spending time with us. I know it went a little bit long and I appreciate your time and I'm sure every, everybody's no going everybody's going to enjoy this and I thank you so much.
0: Well, I thank you too. I, I'm I'm sorry I get a little windy once in a while.
1: No, you don't get windy It's always fun asking these uh the, the, these uh, these great players and legends to come on and normally they'll tell me they've an hour or forty five minutes an hour. what the hell am I going to talk about and then you just can't get them to <laughs> shut up so it it was fantastic. Yeah. I thank you for your time yeah. all right you're very welcome.
0: thanks for calling me
1: okay i w-